Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After leaving teaching because of some serious burnout, she vowed to build the community she wished existed when she needed it most. She went from classroom teacher to an educational consultant, instructional designer, and six-figure business owner. Now, she's here to help you achieve happiness and work-life balance, whether inside or outside the classroom. Come join our discussion as we talk about managing teacher burnout, career transitions outside the classroom, starting a side hustle, and everything in between. Here's your host of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast and your new personal cheerleader, Daphne Gomez. Welcome to the Teacher Career Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Daphne Williams. I wanted to start this episode by reading you a message that I basically receive daily from teachers in my inbox. Hey, Daphne, I'm so glad that I found you. I'm really struggling right now. Do you think I should leave teaching after this year? I'm so excited about the idea of a new job, but is this really the right time for me to switch careers during a pandemic with the economy the way that it is? You know, I'm just so scared. I'm so burnt out. I don't want to make the wrong choice. And if I don't end up believing, well, what then? I'm so burned out. You know, I have no idea what I can do. I can't handle another year if it goes the way that it does. Please help me. Honestly, I get hundreds of these types of messages weekly. I knew I needed to create a resource to refer people to, but truthfully, you know, I struggled with writing this episode. I could talk to you about your other career options all day long. I could easily explain career paths at higher teachers, best practices for interviewing when you're leaving, and how to rewrite your resume. But what I can't do is make the choice to leave for you. I can help you overcome the teacher guilt. I can figure out what you need to know about your timeline. I can help you understand all the risks involved. I can talk to you about imposter syndrome and mindset challenges that you're probably going to face all along the way. And rightfully so, you're overwhelmed. You want a short and concise answer. You want someone to validate your gut instinct, but I can't give you that. Everything I'm going to tell you right now is just going to be the best, most generalized answer that I can give a wide audience. So yeah, many of you listening should probably leave teaching at the end of this year. You know, if you found me and have been listening to me for a while, I'm assuming it's because I'm speaking your language. You've already had one foot out the door or it's something that you're interested in exploring. And there should be no guilt or stigma associated with you wanting a career change, period. But I don't know you or your story or your circumstances or honestly the future. 
I want what's best for you, and you're going to be the only one who can or should make this decision. And the level of burnout that you're facing right now, if it's making you mentally or physically unwell, or the circumstances that are around what's motivating you to leave in particular, you know, these are factors into whether or not it's worth the risk. But what I really don't want to do is I don't want to persuade anyone who loves teaching to leave if they haven't explored other options or considered making changes first. So in this episode, I'm going to walk you through what I do know and what I can help you understand and some next steps to help you make that decision. You're going to have to fill in the blanks with factors in your own situation, and you're the one who has to make that final say. But I hope that this episode is enough to bring you some comfort and clarity right now and knowing that you are making the best choice for you in this uneasy time and then moving forward with whatever plan you decide. The first thing I want you to consider is how long have you felt this way about teaching? I want you to start and reflect on the years in the past. Were you already leaning one way or the other or was this year so bad that it just totally broke you? If year after year you find yourself searching other jobs for teachers right around spring, you've probably already had one foot out the door. If you've already been daydreaming of a life outside the classroom walls or following my Instagram for years, you know that's a pretty good indicator that this year was maybe just the straw that broke the camel's back for you. All the stress that teaching hybrid or virtually or in-person may have brought you to this tension point, which just makes it impossible for you to no longer deny your thoughts. You may have already been mentally checked out or exploring options for years, but maybe this was the year that you started to realize you didn't have to feel guilty acknowledging that you didn't want to stay put. Maybe on top of the stress, because other teachers are being more vocal about this struggle, You finally didn't have to feel so ashamed that you want something different. And if that sounds about right, I believe it's a clear indicator that you may need to explore those emotions. And if you're still struggling with feeling guilty, I suggest you go back and listen to podcast episode seven, all about how to battle your teacher guilt to find happiness in your own decisions. Now, I want to talk to those of you who have only really started to consider a new career during this year. If you've loved teaching for forever and this year was too much and you're done, I get it. Let's just unravel those feelings a little bit more to get to what the main issue is. Is your pain point specifically your administration? Did they botch their response so much that you don't feel like you can ever look at them again? Maybe mandatory meetings with toxic positivity made you just sick to your stomach. And personally, in this case, Start exploring neighboring districts, check out other schools, and see if there's a principal or an environment that you feel like you might connect with more. Is there a private school, a charter school, any neighboring district that handled this differently or is getting different feedback from their teachers? There may not be, but this is just something that I want you to start exploring. Or if you have a great rapport with your administration, maybe there's a better working environment that you can try. So maybe teaching first graders virtually has been really difficult for you. What if you tried to move to fifth grade? Would that alleviate some of the stress that you're facing? You know, my first piece of advice is always to try changing grade levels, schools, or districts. And if this is the first time you've really felt this way, those are still my suggestions because truthfully, everything this year can break us. 
For example, I bawled the other day because I was so stressed I couldn't find a farmer's market that we go to very regularly. I don't know how I didn't know where it was. My brain just wasn't focusing. And Google Maps was taking me to the wrong parking lot. And I was by myself and driving in my car crying for about 30 minutes. I didn't break down because the only thing on my plate was just needing to go buy vegan cheese for the day. I have a thousand other things going on in my own personal life. But this time in our life has taken a huge toll on all of us. And it makes us act out and our brains are going through peak fight or flight right now. You know, in September, I tried to convince Jonathan that we didn't need our jobs anymore and that we could open up a crystal store on the side of the road in Utah. If he would have said yes, honestly, I probably would have done it. This is just a heightened time of emotion. People are really stressed and it's so easy to walk away from everything because you just crave change. I really do not want anyone to abandon a career that they love because the stress of this year has pushed them to do it. But I know that it's not that easy. This is one of the most difficult jobs that there is, especially during the pandemic. So me just simply saying to ride it out until teaching is better may not really be an option for you, even if in your heart you love it. For example, if this is health-related, about going face-to-face, I want you to consider if taking a medical leave is the right option for you. And if this is health-related because of mental health struggles, because of the stress of teaching, this is also a possibility. Think about going on medical leave or potentially just not returning the following year. Maybe you can find a remote position and then come back in another year if you feel up to it. If this is an urgent situation, I suggest you go back and listen to episode 15 where I interview Brian Rippett and we discuss contract rights for teachers breaking contract mid-year. But if you have decided that you can't stay, don't. I mean, honestly, don't. Start to plan now to have all of your ducks in a row. Anytime you switch careers, yes, there is a risk involved. I don't want to sugarcoat it, so I want to make sure that you have a realistic expectation of all the things you're going to need to do and overcome to make it to the other side. Is it going to be hard? Universally, yes. You know, the mindset challenges of a career change alone are rough. But there are going to be so many other roadblocks that you could potentially face. And I'm not saying this to scare you. I just want to be transparent and keep it real with you. The amount of time you are unemployed is going to differ with your experience level, how you've translated your resume, your comfort with networking, the city location, jobs that you're actually applying to, volunteer work you potentially have outside of teaching, skill sets you've taught yourself as well. I can't definitively say how long this process is going to take you. My best piece of advice is to save up an emergency savings fund and to start aggressively applying two months before your last day of school. The biggest mistake that I see people making is waiting until summer break to even start applying. Yes, applying early does give you that risk that you take an interview and then you're not available to start when they need you. But most jobs are willing to wait two weeks and some up to a month for you to actually onboard. 
And the average job takes six to eight weeks to even go through the hiring process. But that worst case scenario is actually a pretty good scenario. I know it feels like you wasted your time, but you interviewed well at a company and you'll be able to tell them, I'm so sorry, this doesn't work for me. Please let me know if anything comes up in the next few weeks. I'd be so excited to work for you. If you're newer to this podcast, I highly suggest you just go back to episode two and hear my advice for easiest career pivots using your educational experience. Many teachers are looking into certain roles like instructional design. So a lot of people have been asking me if these specific roles are going to be too competitive now, especially if there is a mass exodus of teachers. I cannot tell you what summer will look like for all industries. Because if there's anything the past year has taught us, anyone who thinks they can predict the future, even whatever happens tomorrow, is a fool. I have created a blog entirely about job searching during the pandemic. It's just based on the most current trends and industries to work with and which ones to avoid right now. There will always be a need for training, learning and development, learning resources moved online, etc. Competitive does mean that you're going to have to up your game. You'll want to be learning, taking online classes, really making sure you translate your resume well to stand out against the others. You'll want to know everything there is to know about the jobs you are applying for so it doesn't just seem like you're on a first date after a divorce and you're not even really sure that this is the right choice for you. You don't want them to feel like you're a flighty career hopper who's just willing to try out a new career. You want to show them that you've done your homework on that specific job so that they're the most confident that you know what you're getting yourself into. And another really great way to beat out a lot of competition is just get a foot in the door by someone you know at the company. Look on LinkedIn to see if you have a friend of a friend who works at a company that you're applying to. I encourage you to start strategically networking ASAP, but know that this is hard to get from strangers. People do not want to vouch for someone that they don't know because you're vouching for their skill sets, their character, and that's a really big ask. So making sure that it's a warm contact, someone who can say, I know this person personally, would you mind vouching for them at your company, is a lot easier than connecting with a thousand strangers on LinkedIn and then asking them for references at companies. You may also want to start to think outside the box for roles you may have never even considered in industries that might be a little less competitive with a mass exit of teachers. For example, I received so many DMs about my software engineer interview that I did because so many teachers didn't even really imagine that that type of position could be possible for them. You may opt to take roles like a bookkeeper or a real estate agent, office manager, or executive assistant roles, even if these are just starting point roles with a different career trajectory in mind for your long-term future. And if you're just on the fence right now, test the waters. You know, anytime you're on the fence, just become still and silent and meditate and think of both options. What emotions overcome you when you think of them? Does one of them make you feel dread while the other one makes you feel excited? Well, explore that and let the universe decide for you. Put together a killer resume and start aggressively applying to jobs using the timeline that I referenced. 
if you're indifferent by the end of it, and if it feels like it's too much work and you're more than happy to return next year, awesome. The universe helped you decide. And if you get a new role, congratulations. You can weigh the pros and cons of that specific job offer then. But if you start to feel heartbroken that a new career isn't happening for you, that's not an indicator that it can't happen for you. But that feeling of being heartbroken, well, that's an emotion that you're going to need to explore maybe potentially the following year. You know, everyone's timeline, everyone's journey is going to look different depending on different factors, whether you're a single parent or you can live off of your significant other salary for a little while. If you've been in teaching for three years or if you've been in teaching for 15 years, all of these are going to impact how much time you have, how much wiggle room you have, and what types of jobs you're actually going to be applying for. There's far too much for me to dive in with just a yes or no answer, but just know that it is a possibility no matter where you are, and you're going to have to make this decision for yourself. And if you decide to stay in teaching, that's great. I also urge you to seek support because if you're listening to this right now, I'm assuming that you are struggling and I don't want you to just accept the status quo of it is what it is. If you felt disappointed by lack of leadership, start growing in the direction of becoming a leader. Start seeking outside sources to help guide and motivate you. You know, one of my most absolute favorite educational podcasts is Angela Watson's Truth for Teachers. She's created multiple episodes recently that offer emotional support to teachers. And I love how much actionable advice she gives on reducing your teaching workload. If you've been feeling completely burnt out, but you love this position and you want to stay, seek support and don't try to do it alone. Find the community that inspires you and speaks your language and listens to you. A big change in any capacity, whether it's a career change or moving districts or seeking help, is never easy. Often people give up when they realize how much work goes into that change. And usually they give up because they don't believe that the desired result is truly possible for them. I don't want that for you. I want you to be happy with whatever decision that you make. If you've decided what direction is right for you and what you need to make yourself happy, start working on that goal now. Difficult does not mean impossible. And if you're struggling, really struggling, the first step might be booking an appointment to talk to a therapist. We covered a lot of ground today, and I wanted to make sure that it's easy for you to find all the resources mentioned in this episode and be able to review all these key points. So you can find the transcript and links to resources mentioned, including my blog on job searching during the pandemic and Angela Watson's Truth for Teachers episodes at teachercareercoach.com forward slash should dash I dash leave dash teaching. Whatever you ultimately decide, I'm here rooting for you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Make sure that you click subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes.